0: Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go and open up our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 12. Matthew chapter number 12. Uh, I've been away for quite some time, had a lot of things going on in my own personal life with buildings and travel and things of that nature. So I do apologize, but um, this is a work of faith and a labor of love. I do it as I can, Um, but sometimes um, things just get in the way. But I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, if I can help you in any way, if I can pray for you, uh, please let me know. Uh, Matthew chapter number 12 and let's go ahead last time we were together we looked at verse verses 22 all the way through 31 and then was brought unto him one possessed of a devil blind and dumb and he healed him in as much that the blind blind and dumb both spake and saw and all the people were amazed and says is not this the son of david and when the pharisees heard it they ask, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, is he is divided against himself, how shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom... Do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad." Let's pray. Father, we love you and do ask that you go before us today, that you bless the reading of your word, that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear our hearts to understand the things that you have for us. Meet every need represented in Jesus name. Amen. Now the Lord ends that that little uh, dialogue there. How else can one enter in a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Now Jesus here is drawing a line in the sand, and the same can be said of us today. We're either gathering or we're scattering by the life that we're living. If we're gathering for for if if we're gathering for him. Or if we're scattering, we're against him. It's just that simple. Our lives are either gathering or scattering. And he's telling these religious leaders, you're the for me or you're against me. If you're for me, you're going to come to me. You're going to draw people. If you're against me, you're going to scatter and you're going to pull people away from me. You're either on my side or you're on that side. He's drawing a line in the sand. And then he continues that train of thought in verse number 34. And he says, wherefore? Because of that, in lieu of that, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world nor in the world to come. Now, our Lord knew full well that his offer of the kingdom was not only being rejected, but that his works were being actually attributed to Satan. They had just told him as much in verse number 24. He is warning them that if they continue to reject him, they will commit a sin that will be unforgivable. Now. That sin, of course, is the blasphemy or of the Holy Spirit. It's also referred to as the unpardonable sin or the unforgivable sin. Why the Holy Spirit? Because while the Holy Spirit had not been given in the same measure as that it was going to be given on the day of Pentecost, it is still and always has been the primary ministry of the Holy Spirit to testify as to who Jesus Christ is. Matter of fact, in John chapter 15, verse number 26, Jesus promised when the comforter has come, referring to the paracletos, the one that would come beside or the Holy Spirit, whom I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth that proceedeth from the father, he will testify of me. The job of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to point men to Christ. Christ is the only way to God. You know, people don't understand in the, in the day of political rec- political correctness and tolerance, the Bible is not politically correct. It has never been politically correct, and it will never be politically correct. The Bible is very exclusive. It is not inclusive at all. And that is why people or get so angry when you mention the name of Jesus. Now, as a pastor and a minister and all kinds of things in public life, I've been asked to pray at events, and I've been asked very nicely to leave Jesus's name out of it. You can pray in God's name. You can pray in your holy name. You can pray any name you want to, but do not mention the name Jesus. Why? Because Jesus drew a line in the sand. You're either for me or you're against me. You're either gathering or you're scattering. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus made exclusive claims. And when you say in Jesus' name, you're torquing off everybody that has rejected him because you are throwing in their face That Jesus is the only way. And our culture does not want to hear that. They want the Oprah Winfrey doctrine. They want to think that their way is just as good as your way. We're all climbing the same mountain and we're all going to end up at the same God. That is not what the Bible teaches, my friend. It is not found in the scripture. Jesus said he was the only way to the father. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to point men to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the only way. When one rejects that message in regards to who Jesus is, They are calling the Holy Spirit a liar and rejecting his message. And the religious leaders were doing this. And anyone today who rejects our Lord Jesus Christ is doing the exact same thing. They are blaspheming the Holy Spirit. They are committing the unpardonable sin. You see, the bottom line is that the only sin that God will not forgive you and I for is dying without having received his son as our Lord and Savior. Therefore, one has to accept the testimony of Christ as given by the Holy Spirit to be saved. And to not do so is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now, I've had some express to me that they are afraid that they have actually already committed the sin. My only response to that is that if one desires Jesus at all, you need to act on it. You need to respond to it. And my encouragement is that they not continue to reject the offer of salvation. Because I do not believe that the heart All right. Let me say it this way. I believe that the heart can eventually become so hardened that it will pass the point of no return. In other words, you will pass a point where you no longer desire Christ. You no longer are even curious about Christ. You will pass the point of no return. Now, I've heard people say this, that I will come to the Lord in my own time. I categorically reject that statement. You will come when he calls you or you will not come at all. And guess what? Just because he calls you today does not mean that he will call you tomorrow. You need to respond as soon as you feel the call, the move, whatever you want to call it, of the Holy Spirit on your life. Now, there are people who confuse the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or the unpardonable, unforgivable, unforgivable sin with the sin that leads to death that the Apostle John spoke of in First John chapter one. If you look over there, now again, this is totally different. First John chapter number one, and uh, well, I'm sorry, First John chapter number one, First ah, John chapter number five, verse number sixteen. First John. Chapter five, verse number 16. Now, a lot of people confuse the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or the unpardonable sin with what John said here in first John five, 16, when he says, if any man sees his brother commit a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. And I do not say that he shall pray for him. It. Now, John is saying there is a sin that can be committed that leads to death. Two things you need to understand here. Number one, what Jesus is saying in Matthew, okay, he is speaking to people who have never placed their faith in him. They are rejecting his message. They are rejecting his offer of the kingdom. And then number two, here in John, he is not speaking to unbelievers. He is speaking to believers. He is speaking to those who have already accepted the message of the gospel of grace. Two different people. So if you put it in the context here, what John is saying, John is saying that Christians, those who no doubt are going to go to heaven, can commit a sin that leads to their death. Now, look at it slowly. If any man see his brother, now his brother, you know, I used to throw that word around a lot. The other day I had a gentleman come into my building. and I said, how are you doing, brother? And I stopped in my tracks and I said, are you a brother? And he began to explain his faith in Christ. Yes, indeed, he is a brother. That to me is One of the greatest compliments you can give someone by calling them a brother or a sister in Christ. So if any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death. So you have to look at that as if any, there is a sin that you can sin that will bring about death. It's called the sin unto death, and believers can commit that sin. That sin has absolutely nothing to do with the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or the unpardonable sin. These people who commit this sin in 1 John chapter 5 will still go to heaven because they're children of God. I'm reminded in Acts chapter number five, you remember in, in Acts chapter number five, <clears throat> there were a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, they had sold a possession. Now, these guys were already members of the fellowship <clears throat> there in Jerusalem they had bought into the gospel of the kingdom they were looking for the kingdom they they were selling all their goods and given to the commonwealth they were looking forward to the reestablishment of the kingdom these were believers but they had sold a possession and they kept back part of the price And his wife, also being privy to it, brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet. The fact that it says a certain part means they did not bring all of it. They only brought a certain part of it and they laid it at the apostles feet. And they both knew exactly what they were doing. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You've not lied unto men, but you have lied unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all of them that heard these things. Ananias committed a sin that led unto death. It cost him his life. He was playing the hypocrite with Peter. He pretended to be giving it all, just like a lot of Christians do on Sunday morning. I surrender all. No, it's I surrender some. They're not giving all. They're giving just a little bit. They're giving not all, maybe 90% of it, but they're pretending like they're giving it all. And it cost him his life. And if you keep reading the story, his unsuspecting wife came in, played the same game, played the same statement, and she lost her life as well. So there is a sin that leads unto death, but that is for believers in the context of 1 John chapter 5 verse 16. It is not the same as what our Lord is talking about when he mentions the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. These guys were attributing his works to Satan. They were rejecting his message. They were rejecting the gospel of the kingdom. They were rejecting him as their king. And they were going to be damned because of it. Two different things. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. Is working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpit supply, conferences, retreats, and revivals. If I can be a service to you and your ministry, I would love to hear from you.